0: So my friends, today we hear this parable of uh, the ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. These were the bridesmaids at this wedding feast, and the job of the bridesmaid was to have to keep a lamp, and that when the bridegroom would go from his house, uh, and his party would go from his house to the house of the bride, and all the bridesmaids would be there, and then they would pick up the bride and go back to where the wedding was being celebrated, and that this... Um, the job of the bridesmaid was to keep the lamp, keep it lit, and then when the bridegroom comes, you're supposed to accompany that procession with the lamps, with the light of lamps. So they had one job, right? Keep a lamp, keep it lit. Um, and these foolish ones don't bring any extra oil with them. You know, you never, you never know when a wedding is going to start. Um, I, I don't know if, uh, they're here today, but a little while ago, I had a wedding, um, that little while ago, like a week ago, and it was beautiful. Um, but the, the poor bride, um, the limo went to the wrong location to pick her up. So her wedding started 45 minutes late. And um, she, was, she was ready on time, but the car was in the wrong spot, right? You never know when, a, Lauren and Dan, if you're here, it's really great, um, you may be downstairs. If not, you're watching on YouTube, maybe. But anyway, the point is, you never know when a wedding is gonna start, so you gotta stay ready, right? You stay ready, you stay prepared. These bridesmaids had one job. Keep, your, keep enough oil in your lamp so that you're able to be ready when you have to do your job of lighting it up and going with the procession, uh, taking the bride and the bridal party to the wedding. Um, And we hear that they, um, these foolish ones, didn't bring any extra oil, but that as the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. They all fell asleep. They all nodded off when they were supposed to be watching and waiting for this. And, you know, we have been talking for the last month or so about having a plan of life, having a good spiritual plan that's very practical. And that this, we're going to reflect on it in one way and then in a deeper way today. In the one way, just about having the plan of life, is that there is a reality to the fact that all of us in our spiritual life at some time become drowsy and fall asleep, right? We all do it. It it happens to each and every one of us. If we have a plan of the practices of piety that we're going to do, every day, then even if you get drowsy and fall asleep, even if you miss one or you miss two, it's okay. You have the plan. You don't get too thrown off by it. You know, if coming to Sunday Mass is your only spiritual experience in the week, and that's it, and here at Mass, you fall asleep, or you're distracted, or you're grumpy, then that's it. That's it for the week. You're out of luck. But if we have a daily plan that we follow, then look, a little, something goes wrong with one of the points. Okay. It's not good. Let's try to, you know, work on it. But, don't get too worked out of shape. Right? I did my morning mental prayer this morning before the 8 o'clock Mass in the chapel, and maybe I was a little bit distracted. Okay. It happens. Guess what? I got more prayer I'm going to say this afternoon. I'm going to say the rosary later tonight. Right? I celebrated the 8 o'clock Mass, and I'm celebrating the 10 o'clock Mass. If you have points in your plan of life, then even if you doze off during one of them, or you get distracted during one of them, it's okay. You'll get it next time. Uh, if you only got the one big thing every week and you miss it or something goes wrong, then you're out of luck. So we need to have the plan. We need to have that extra oil ready to go, which is those more spiritual practices that we'll have so that when we fall asleep, it's going to be okay. Because uh, we'll, you know, when it's time to wake up, we're going to be ready to go. So that is how this parable relates to our plan of life. And if you don't have one of these white sheets from a couple weeks ago, or you lost it, or you crumpled it up and threw it away, whatever, get another one here in the church today. We have plenty. In a deeper way, though, um, today we can reflect upon what this parable means with regard to the point of the plan of life that we should reflect on today, which is devotion to Our Lady, and particularly through praying the Angelus, and praying the Rosary. That devotion to Our Lady is the spare oil. When we are very devoted to our mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, that's the oil. We're all going to fall asleep, and our lamps are probably going to run out of oil, probably. Um, And if we are devoted, very devoted to our mother, she's the spare oil. She's there to take care of us. She loves us. She will protect us. She'll provide for us. And so we need to be very, very devoted to our mother. Mary is, uh, many of the saints have seen, when you hear about wisdom in the Old Testament, that is a prefigurement, it's a preparation for the role of the Blessed Mother. Resplendent and unfading is wisdom. And she's readily perceived by those who love her and found by those who seek her. She She hastens to make herself known, in anticipation of their desire, um, how much was that Our Lady at just the wedding feast of Cana? She made herself; she took care of uh, the needs of the feast at the wedding feast, um, even uh, before probably the wedding guests knew that they were out of wine. She goes, "Right, they have no wine. Our Mother takes care of us. She loves us, and so we today need to put in our spiritual plan, our plan of life, our devotion to Our Lady. And under two points, the first is." that we should pray the Angelus. The Angelus is a traditional Catholic practice where at noon, we pause, and it only takes like 30, 45 seconds, and it's one of those points that we wrote in on every piece of paper, but at noon, you pause, and you consider the incarnation, and Mary's role in that. Um, If you don't know how to pray the Angelus, just Google it. We wrote, gave you the name of it. It's called Angelus. And just Google it, right? The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived by the Holy Spirit. And then you pray the Hail Mary. Then behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Be done unto me according to your word. Then you pray the Hail Mary again. Then the word is made flesh and dwelt among us. You pray the Hail Mary again, and you finish with, um, with another prayer. Right? The Angelus. That at noon, as believers in Jesus Christ, every day we should pause, and we should remember that through the cooperation of the Blessed Virgin Mary and through her yes, through her fiat, God became man for us, out of love for us. God redeemed us. And at noon, we pause and do that. I have an alarm on my phone that goes off at noon every day. And if you're an earshot of the church or usually any other Catholic church that has bells, they ring at noon to remind you to pray the Angelus, right? At noon, we just pause. 30, 45 seconds, as close to noon as you can, if you're in a meeting or something like that, and you pray the Angelus. And you recall that God became one of us for our salvation through Mary's free consent, through her free action in that, to pray the Angelus. Um, but then all in a, uh, the greatest of the Marian devotions, and maybe the greatest of all devotions in our church, is that part of our plan of life should be to pray the Rosary. That we should pray the rosary. And to be very devoted to our mother, particularly through praying the rosary, is the spare oil that we hear about in the gospel. Maybe things will end early and they're not going to need the oil. Okay, but do you want to take that chance or do I? Absolutely not. It's foolish to not get our mother on our side and to love her and to pray through intercession and ask her to pray for us. It is pure foolishness to not be very devoted to our mother and to love her. We should love her. She's our mother. She's the mother of our Lord, and she's the mother of our interior life. And so we should each pray the rosary, and we should pray it every single day. Pray the rosary every day. And with the rosary, love our lady. Tell her you love her again and again and again. Carry rosary beads around. I keep my rosary beads right in my pocket. They're there so much, and I do so much work, so they break regularly, and I need new ones. But you keep your rosary beads right in your pocket, and you take time, and you lovingly um, pray the rosary. We have in the church today, over by where the bulletins are, and if you're in the lower church, you you can come on up and get one after Mass or whatever. Um, We have how to pray the rosary. If you don't know how to pray the rosary, take one of these things. They're produced by the Knights of Columbus. You can fold it in half and put it in your wallet and just keep it with you. Uh, how to pray the rosary. (coughs) We should pray the rosary with love, with devotion. Uh, I remember a priest saying, don't pray the rosary like you're talking to a wall or just like, you know, rambling off the words without really thinking about it. But we say the prayers, we say the Our Fathers and the Hail Marys and the Glory Be. And oh, it's so repetitive. I don't want, you know, it's, come on, let's come up with something creative. Look, when I want to tell somebody I love that I love them, I don't come up with a new way to say it every time. I just say with more love, right now, I love you. I love you. you. Don't need to come up with anything new. Create look, you got the best thing you can say. I love you, right? If we want to honor our mother, we have words from the scriptures. The mo- the words that changed her life. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, from the angelic salutation. And then the words that her cousin Elizabeth spoke to her. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Right? And then the second part of the prayer. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And to say the prayer the Hail Marys with more and more love, to pray the rosary with love every single day, it is foolish to try to live the Catholic life and not be devoted to Our Lady. In the parable, five of the bridesmaids were wise, five were foolish. Unfortunately, there are many, maybe 50% of Catholics, who are trying to live their Christian life and not devoted to Our Lady, not with the extra spare oil. We're all going to fall asleep, but our mother will watch out for us, and she'll take care of us. When we pray the rosary as well, we meditate upon the mysteries of the gospel, We begin with the joyful mysteries of the Annunciation, the Visitation, the Nativity. We keep going through the luminous mysteries added by St. John Paul II of the public ministry of our Lord and the Transfiguration, the Eucharist. We get to the sorrowful mysteries of our Lord's passion and death for our salvation. And we conclude with the glorious mysteries of the Resurrection, Ascension, Pentecost, and then the favors God bestowed upon our mother at the end of her life with her being assumed into heaven and crowned the Queen of heaven and earth. When we pray the Rosary, we meditate upon the Gospels. The rosary is the prayer of the Gospels, because we're praying with all of the gospel scenes. And then in a special way, this month of November, we pray for those who have died. Um, when we pray the rosary, you know, I, I've probably said, I, I haven't done the math, there was a priest I know who did math toward the end of his life, and has said, you know, he's like, oh, I've probably have said over a million rosaries, and a million Hail Marys in my life, right? So over a million times, and probably I, I'm somewhere maybe in the 100,000s, maybe, um, Over 100,000 times maybe I've said to Our Lady, pray for us sinners, pray for me, now and at the hour of our death, at the hour of my death. Over 100,000 times I've asked Our Lady to pray for me in the hour that I die. Whenever that is, whenever God calls me to himself, we pray, my mother's going to be there, and she's going to take care of me, and she'll be praying for me whenever that moment is. We have all the more, we have nothing to fear because Jesus Christ overcame sin and death, but all the more so, if we know our mom is going to be there to shepherd us through, to lead us through that process, when we pray the rosary, when we talk to our lady, um, she helps us through that inevitable day when each and every one of us will meet our end. And so, we need to pray the rosary. We need to be very devoted to our mother. Write it down on the piece of paper and commit to doing it. Let's not let our parish be, oh, 50% of us are devoted to Our Lady and 50 aren't. Let's be a whole parish of wise followers of Our Lord. Let's love Our Lady very much. Let's pray uh, and remember her at noon with the Angelus. But then in a deeper way, let's be a parish that prays the rosary with love. The rosary has the power to change so many spiritual lives. Mary is resplendent and unfading wisdom. She prays for us and loves us. And when we pray through her intercession, she brings our prayers perfectly to her son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so we ask our mother to pray for us and to help us be very devoted to her so that she can be the mother of our spiritual lives and always lead us to love and honor her son more and more, our Savior Jesus Christ.